And we're live. Welcome to Unapologetic Live. Today we're going to be talking about Candace Cameron Burr versus JoJo Siwa. I did not think we would be having this sort of uh, drama cycle happen again, but alas, here we are. But it does point out some interesting conversations surrounding cancel culture and the ability for people to have views of their own. So let's get into it. So let's talk about what's going on in news today, at least what's hot on social media. And that is Jojo Siwa versus Candace Candace Cameron Burr. And I know what a lot of you might be thinking. Who? (laughs) And for those of you who are wondering, Candace Cameron Burr, you know, from watching Full House or uh, its sequel, Fuller House, that she also starred in. And she's famously played DJ Tanner in the Full House series, which was uh, quite a joy for me as a child. I was a Nick at Night full house watcher all all the time. What about you, Taylor? Yeah, well, actually having grown up in the 90s, this was something yeah, that was whatever. on TV uh, all the time when I was growing up. So yeah, I mean, I... I remember Full House in the same way that every 90s kid kids would. Everywhere you go. So, mm, yeah, mm, totally. Mm, 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 and then you look at the cat. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she's certainly a household face, if you will. Uh, and then we have Jojo Siwa, who is a notable kids entertainer. 11.6 million followers on Instagram is, is famous on virtually every single platform that you can be big on and is known to have a female skewed, extremely young audience want to point that out i forget what she originally became super famous for but she's done some stints of like reality tv she's a famous dancer she goes around and does like kids concerts and stuff where she dances and performs for children and you know the families bring out their kids to come see jojo so just wildly famous among the very young in our society now these two had some beef in the past over what I spec- what I say is just BS. Jojo Siwa made a random TikTok and this TikTok trend where you have your cell phone and you flash uh, different pictures of celebrities. So the celebrity I love the most, you flash the picture. Celebrity I hate the most. And when asked what was the rudest celebrity she's ever met, Jojo Siwa flashed a picture of Candace Cameron Burr and it went viral. People started talking about it and people were wondering, why do you hate her? Why do you hate her? And apparently it was because Jojo tried to meet Candace Cameron Burr when Jojo was 11 years old. She's now 19 and Candace Cameron Burr did not have the time to take a photo with her. Scarred for life. Horrible. Oh, man. Horrible. And now we're talking about this on the show. It's a really big deal, guys. This 11 year old couldn't get a photo at the time and i'm sure jojo now stops for every single person who wants a photo with her so that no one else ever has to suffer from the horrible horrible trauma that she experienced the millions of them the millions of them she stops for every single one of them and so that went viral and candace cameron reached out to jojo they put it to bed we thought it was over but candace cameron burr is now part of and in partnership with a TV network, essentially, TV and movie network called Great American Family, which is surrounding putting out traditionally centered uh, marriages, stories and family based content. So Candace Cameron Burr, being that she is a Christian conservative woman and very openly so, uh, that's not been something that she's hidden, uh, at least not recently, decided to partner up with this media company. And she stated My heart wants to tell stories that have more meaning and purpose and depth behind them, she said about making change. I knew that the people behind Great American Family were Christians that love the Lord and want to promote faith programming and good family. And she was later asked whether or not they would center LGBTQ stories in the stories that they write. And she said, I think that Great American Family will keep traditional marriage at the core. That's it. That's the extent of the commentary on this. And the internet goes insane. Candace Cameron Burr is a homophobe. It's disgusting. How dare she say she's working for a network that is only going to center traditional marriages and is not going to have LGBTQ plus storylines. Burn her at the stake. She's gonna burn in hell. All these different things like people were saying about her. And mind you, 
just for a little bit of background on on me, I'm not a Christian, I'm not religious, and I'm in support of uh, gay people getting married and date whoever you want, love whoever you want. I don't care. That's of no con- no concern to me. But it's okay that Candace Cameron Burr does not want to tell those stories. It's okay that she's signed up to be with a network and be in partnership with a network that holds at its heart and at its core her worldview and her set of values. When is that not okay? And for her to be somebody that has been alienated from Hollywood for quite some time, I mean, bullied, chastised for being a Christian and being a conservative, she's gone, okay, you guys bullied me. You hated that I was on Fuller House because of my political beliefs. I'm going to go jump ship and partner with a new network that supports my beliefs. I'll actually leave you guys alone since you guys don't like me (laughs) and join this new network. And now these crazy leftists who are after her have are following her to the new network and saying, absolutely not. How dare you join a network that supports your values? It's It's insane. Yeah, it's just wicked, man. Not only are you not allowed to have your personal views while working on mainstream Hollywood stuff, you must, you know, tiptoe, be quiet about those. You you can't either leave mainstream Hollywood, go to a family values, Christian-based network to make the stories that we won't allow you to make uh, or speak about uh, on the mainstream. Uh, You can't go to an alternative platform and espouse your own views. So basically, you're just not allowed to have your views. Meanwhile, we are allowed to police your views Mm -hmm. and quash it in your personal life. And there's no live and let live or anything like that. It's you you transgressed the orthodoxy and you are a thought criminal and you must be punished and persecuted to the full extent of the law. Or do they just not want Christian people to make movies anymore? Like, I don't understand. Are they going to, like, come after VeggieTales next? (laughs) (laughs) The next on the chopping block is the zucchini from VeggieTales. I mean, look, it's and it's hard to, like, want the principle at play. It's hard to defend some of these Christian movies that put out, because let's be honest, they're not always the greatest. Some of them are a little crazy. But, uh, you know, the the right to make them is is what's in question here. And the right to just... Have your own views is what's at question here. And apparently for Jojo Siwa, Candace Cameron Burr is not allowed to do that. Right. It's our defense of Candace Cameron Burr is not necessarily a defense of whatever she's going to put in these movies, but it is certainly a defense of her right to be able to make whatever she wants. It's BS. And it's just the way that conflict has shifted in the 21st century is so interesting. Like, in what other era would you have some young I, I guess lesbian 19 year old girl be able to start a nationwide conversation against a grown woman over the movies that she wants to create. But now because we have these huge social media platforms and Jojo Siwa can just post something uh, calling out Candace, it becomes this huge conversation. And we're going to get into what she posted on her Instagram just to see, you know, what is the response here? She first posted this article headline, Candace Cameron Burr's plans for new cable channel, no gays. <laughs> okay. And Jojo put, honestly, I can't believe after everything that went down just a few months ago that she would not only create a movie with intention of excluding LGBTQIA+, but then also talked about it in the press. This is rude and hurtful to a whole community of people. How dare you make a movie and then talk about said movie in the press when they ask you specifically about said movie. Right, they're like, will you be telling these types of stories? No, we'll be focusing on other types of stories. Oh my God, you bigot! (laughs) (laughs) You are targeting groups and harassing them. Right, so do you have to have a person from every single protected identity group in order to make a movie now? Like, what if there wasn't a black person? Yes, according to how they think, yes, absolutely you do. Like, what if there wasn't a black person cast in this movie? Is it then suddenly anti-black because you don't have a black person? Is it anti-Asian to not have an Asian person? Anti- Is it anti-Semitic to not have a Jewish person? No, obviously not. But because she works for this network, and because I think Jojo Siwa has basically a vendetta against Candace Cameron Burr since she was 11 years old, she's now seeing this as the moment. And of course, you have all these celebrities that step in line and toe the line of what is being said. Maddie Ziegler, also a very famous dancer, says, go off, Jojo. And Jodie Sweetin, who is known for playing Stephanie Tanner on Full House, which was Danny Tanner's a.k.a. Candace Burr's sister in the show, also says, you know that I love you. And 
just a, a few other people that I recognize but don't need to get into. Then JoJo takes to her story to talk about Candace, which we can flip through and find that particular moment. She posts this little article. Okay. And here we go. Article thing. <laughs> I'm genuinely dying laughing over it. It says, um, I think the great American family or whatever her movie is will keep traditional marriage at the core. Whoa, crazy. It's just embarrassing. I'm just embarrassed, like, for her. It's, I think the great American family will keep traditional marriage, will keep traditional marriage at the core. Something like that. Hold on. Yeah, it says, I think that the great American family will keep traditional marriage at the core. Yeah. <laughs> it just genuinely, like, no harm, no hate pushed. It just is hilarious to me that somebody, I mean, it is a quote coming from Candace, but somebody was like, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's a great idea. Meanwhile, hilarious? I'm over here looking like a walking pride flag. I got my socks. <laughs> and then she posts her at a pride parade and says this is rude and hurtful to a whole community of people. Is it really that crazy and that embarrassing to make a movie that features straight people? <laughs> like, no, you, so, mean, you mean the majority of the population? Yeah, someone said I'm embarrassed for Jojo Siwa watching this. Which <laughs> it's honestly very true. cringe, you know? Yeah. And it's it stems from... Having made your sexuality your personality. It really does. She said herself, I'm a walking pride flag. Yeah, which, what? Is that really all you are as a person? Is who you want to date and who you want to be intimate with, really? Is that as far as as your personality and who you identify as goes? And and if so, why? Because we're, we're treating it like it's some protected class that is facing all this different bigotry and oppression, and you're really not. In fact, you are, are really so safeguarded from everything that you can now step outside of the bounds of your group and attack other people just because they have different views from you and have millions of people back you up in your endeavor to do so. I mean, if you go through... Jojo Siwa's Instagram. It's like rainbow, 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 hashtag pride. Here's her girlfriend. Cool, cool, cool. Fine. That's all fine. Everything's fine. You can do that. You can post it. But realize that we live in a society where you're getting 12 million followers posting this stuff. So it's widely accepted. It's widely okay. And because there are Christian people who maybe not even, I don't want to say disagree with your lifestyle, but don't want to highlight it in the art that they create. You have a right to be angry with them and to call them out on your multi-million person platform. Really? <laughs> and you know that she wouldn't hold the same energy if it was somebody from any other religion. And if, if, if Candace Cameron Burr was Muslim and she said, I'm not going to make uh, a movie that is not centered around traditional marriage. Or if she was Jewish and said, I'm not going to make a movie that's not centered around traditional marriage. You think Jojo Siwa would be hopping on her story to like call out this person and talk about how embarrassing they are? Absolutely not. But because they're part of this religion, it's totally okay. We yeah. know that. Which reminds me, I was watching like a Daily Wire backstage last week or something and they got into, I think it was Clavin who got into this, the, the discussion of how the left, you know, we don't, there's... You call them like they call themselves the progressive left and re other people call them the regressive left. Mm -hmm. But the new term that they're using, which I actually like, is the transgressive left. And it's this idea that it is this concerted, deliberate effort to transgress tradition, transgress norms. Um, but I think it's interesting that the flip side of the transgressive left is if you uh, transgress their views and their orthodoxy, then you are public enemy number one and you must be not only removed from mainstream platform, you must be chased down to wherever you retreat to, retreat to and not allowed to even have your views or express them there. And right. it just speaks to this like like th that's what I've been thinking just what this whole episode is. Who is the bigot in this scenario? Mm -hmm. Who is the mean, hateful person mm -hmm. in this scenario? The one who is using their platform of 13 million people uh, to go after someone for their privately held religious beliefs right. who is 
saying, yeah, I left a network. I left mainstream. I'm not pushing my views on anyone. I'm now in a private uh, company that's doing our f- films that, exp- that are for people who share our beliefs and making those for that audience. Um, and yeah, you asked me about it, so I gave you an honest answer. Right. And somehow... Candace Cameron's the bigoted one. She's not the one going on there saying, oh, you're a walking pride flag. I'm so embarrassed for you. That's such an embarrassment of how you're living your lifestyle or how you're holding to your values. It's no, I'm allowed to have my values. You're not allowed to have yours. Yeah. Let's just yeah remind like the the background on this is somebody straight up asked her, are you going to put gay people in your movies? And she's like, oh, I don't think I think we're going to center around traditional marriage. Probably because there's a big enough market for for gay couples being in shows now. It's all over the place now. So why not make something with the traditional family values and why not do something that highlights a certain set of values for a market that's being abandoned in modern day Hollywood? That is okay. And now we've gotten into the discussion of, okay, if you're going to force our hand, right, we're going to have to create sort of alternative consumer products. We're going to have to create an alternative economy essentially that people go to to find things and to buy products that support uh, them and support their values now are you not even able to do that with your own capital with with your own money and your own investment you're not even able to go and create something for yourself and for your own families (laughs) because they want to step into that space as well it's just unbelievable and again only in the modern day would we be witnessing some random gay 19 year old calling out some christian woman and her having a a necessity to respond because of how much hate is being thrust upon her and we'll get into a response in a second i want to show some of uh the interesting comments that we've gotten uh, surrounding this says candace cameron burr hating gay people pretending as if these three weren't blanking each other at any point essentially is what they're saying that Of course, these guys in Full House were gay. How could she not notice? Because we have to shove our sexual views onto everybody and everything that does not submit to us. You know, Zuby tweeted the other day, he thinks society peaked in the 90s. And I'm starting to grow to (sighs) accept that belief more It's really feeling like it. Because it's right. Like, they were, yeah, they lived in the same house or whatever, but it wasn't a sexualized thing and it wasn't about their sexual identities. It was, that wasn't the domineering thing that had to be inserted into every nook and cranny of Hollywood and and anything that you're showing on the airwaves. Um, It was just uh, an atypical family arrangement, sure, but that wasn't the focus. The focus was the values and the stories and the characters' journeys and actually good writing and actually good values that they're trying to communicate that are wholesome and appeal to everyone and are universal. And that's what made it a great show. And, And to now look back and reduced it to reading sexuality into it 20, 30 years later, it's like, that's cringe, bro. Right. It's what they're doing with uh, Scooby-Doo. Like, they're making Velma gay now, I guess. She's, like, a gay character. And Disney's launching this whole new kid show that focuses around some sort of gay character. I forget what the name of it is. And whatever. I get it. I get the whole argument that, of course, gay people exist. We all know that. <laughs> we all know that. And it's fine to center stories around <clears throat> that uh, relationship and being in love with people of the same sex. Whatever. Fine. But the need to make it such this, like ever present shoved down your throat we need to say that we're doing this it can't just be something that exists and that remains unacknowledged it has to be acknowledged and for what like what what oppression are you continuing to face i'm not i'm 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 confused and do you remember all the christian backlash to the movie bros that all these you know mainstream conservative and christian influencers were just going out there like oh my god this shouldn't exist no that didn't happen it, because nobody cares. But right. I think you're onto something too with, with the idea that, you know, a, a representation of reality is fine. No one's against that. Uh, that, that, hey, gay people exist. It's totally fine for that to be something that's present in uh, movies and, yeah. you know, stories and all that. But, and then like, you know, diversity exists and that's a real thing too. But having all these quotas to where like, what was it, Disney? Like we need like 50% queer leads or something and by a certain amount of time in that leak call. And like, it's re it's social engineering. It's re-engineering the reality that you're putting on the screen right. that doesn't even correspond to the real world. And then you get upset when people are like, 
hey, this doesn't even ring true. It's not real life. It doesn't relate yep. to me. It doesn't appeal to me. And then yep. you call them racist and homophobes if they don't go out, go watch the crap that you're putting on screen. Exactly. And if you're a parent that like wants to show your kids some gay romance movie, like go ahead and do it. <laughs> I don't care. Or a Disney show that has gay characters or non-binary characters or trans characters and you want to show that to your child, by all means, do it. But don't get upset when parents want an alternative to that. And when somebody goes, hey... I've, I've got a name in this industry. I've got money. I've got a relationship with this uh, other network. I'll create that for you because you're asking for it. <laughs> to get upset about that blows my mind. And that's the thing. It's not okay to simply like have your views and, and stay in your own lane. They want you to submit to their views. They want you to, if you agree with us, say it out loud, state it plainly, and start working on projects that exude that energy. And if you don't agree with us, shut up, sit down, don't work, and don't create anything. Even though probably a, a lot of Americans feel the same way about any given issue. I'm not necessarily saying gay marriage, but yeah, there's a lot of Americans who go, yeah, I'd like a Christian movie that focuses around traditional marriage. Not something that I would even watch. But hey, there's a lot of people who do want that. And I'm not mad at the people who do want that. So Candace has to take to Instagram and publish this like five slide apology, which in my opinion is just far too much effort uh, and far too much respect given to the criticism that people are giving her over this whole debacle, but whatever. And in this, she details that she loves everybody. Everybody's created in the image of God. And, you know, my heart goes out to all people. I want everybody to enjoy Christmas and, and then says, call that my, my Christian with my Christian wish, uh, Candace Cameron Burr. Honestly, horrible person. Yeah. That's disgusting. You disgusting, homophobic individual. And I can't believe you would ever put out something like that. And that's still what the internet is going to say. It doesn't matter what you say in the wake of somebody coming after you like this. It does not matter. She could write a 50-page letter about how she's suddenly awoken to the fact that she's no longer Christian and gay people should be able to marry and all this different stuff. She could write that out and put it out on the internet and people would go... But you said what you said. You you wrote what you wrote in that article. They wouldn't care. Uh, submitting is not an option. Apologizing is not an option because your apology will not be accepted. They do not care for your apology. They just want the time to have called you out and to continue to do so and to forever label you as what they think you are. And look at this tweet. This tweet has 6,000 likes on it. It says, Candace Cameron Burr has left the Hallmark Channel because it depicts LGBTQ romances, which Candace says aren't Christian. First of all, she did not state that that was why she left Hallmark. That was not uh, detailed out in this article or in any interview that she did that I specifically left because they wanted to feature gay people. She simply found a company that expressed her values uh, in more similarly to how she does and said, I'm going to start working with these people. Anyways, the tweet goes on to say her next movies on an evangelical channel channel will include Eva and Adolf Christmas in Berlin a Caucasians-only clan Christmas, and a militia called love. Dude, I can't. I can't. At least you're creative. At least you're clever. But really? Really? It's, it's really not that clever. Like, how original is it to make, like, a Nazi comparison? I mean, honestly. It's like the most I guess, overused I guess thing. I'm saying it's like the format is racist. creative. Yeah. yeah, I know. But yeah, yeah. just, come on. And all these people are just coming after her. Now other actors are saying, I stand by Hallmark in their decision to put gay people in their films. And how dare somebody stunning be so and brave. Stunning and brave. Stunning and brave. To stand by a group of people who can quite literally do anything and not get in trouble. Stunning <laughs> and brave. Stunning and brave. It's just so weird what we've decided to deem like protected classes and like people who are oppressed. Like, I get it. The, the narrative is that uh, that black people are oppressed in America. You can literally do anything as a black person and not get in trouble for it. I get it. Gay people are oppressed in America. You can literally do anything as a gay person in America and not get in trouble for it. So what? who's oppressing you and with what? I don't know. We have all the same rights, all the same privileges. We're all enjoying uh, the same features in our life and the same options and choices uh, in, in this country specifically. So where is your oppression stemming from? Is it a, stemming from the fact that people have other opinions than yours about lifestyle? <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. It's honestly like it's so tiresome to see 
these woke people exhibit the behavior of bigotry, exhibit the behavior of that is racist, that is bigoted, that's that it goes that targets people for their religious beliefs, whatever it is, literally being the bigots and then yeah. claiming the moral high ground while, while doing so. Yep. It's totally backwards and that is regressive. Over it. Uh, so if this were a case of am I the a-hole, I think we've decided who the a-hole Karen <laughs> is in this situation, and it does happen to be JoJo Siwa. I will make the note that JoJo is 19 years old. So... Uh, she's sitting in her youth, much like I am at this very moment. And as a 19-year-old, it can feel so great to stand up for something and use quite a large audience to push what you feel like is the best worldview onto other people. So I want to give her grace in that she is extremely young and young people love to be activists in this day and time. And hopefully in, uh, in time, maybe years from now, she will recognize what her audience maybe should be utilized for and what it shouldn't be utilized for and the fact that people can have different opinions and still coexist with one another without you forcing your lifestyle choices onto others as much as we would all like to sometimes mm. we don't need to do that so it could just be that she's young i will give her that let's move on since we're on the topic of Am I the A-Hole, <laughs> let's do some Am I the A-Hole. We're going to go on Reddit for uh, the remainder of the show and just read through some of these interesting ones just to chill with you guys for today. Am I the A-Hole for calling the police on my mother-in-law? I, 28 female, got married to my husband, 34 male, a week ago. We got engaged about a year ago, and when I got engaged, my mother gave me a pair of earrings, which she said every woman for generations in our family has worn to their weddings. They are a four-carat dangling earring that are worth a lot. I felt very honored to be given them, and it made me feel closer to my grandmother who had died two months prior. Okay, we're gonna click and read this one. About three months after, I went wedding dress shopping with my mother, my sister, and my fiance's mother. I bought all the jewelry that I would be wearing to my wedding to see how they matched the dresses. When I put the jewelry on my mother-in-law, uh, when I put the jewelry on, my mother-in-law kept going on about how gorgeous the earrings were. My mother explained the story about how they were a family heirloom passed down generations. I found the dress of my dreams and I bought it. On the day of my wedding, I had everything ready in my room. My wedding dress, my flowers, my shoes, my makeup, my jewelry. I was in there with my soon-to-be mother-in-law. I then needed to go to the toilet, and when I came back, my mother-in-law was gone. I wasn't sure what had happened, but just that she maybe got called away to do something, and then I noticed my earrings were gone. I knew straight away that she had taken them. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I found her and confronted her, and she said she didn't take them. I asked if I could look through her bag, and she said no and gripped onto it. I said that if she didn't let me look, I would call the police, which I then did, as she still wouldn't let me look. The police arrived and searched her, and the earrings were found in her bag. <laughs> they were returned to me, and they asked if I wanted to press charges. I wanted to talk to my fiancé first, and he said that he would support me if I wanted to. I didn't want to decide in that moment, so I just ignored it and had a great night. That was a week ago, and ever since, I've been getting loads of threatening messages and calls from my husband's side of the family. Wait, why is she getting calls and threats from her I don't husband's know. side? I guess she said, my mother-in-law has been sending extremely hateful texts, and I think I want to press charges, but I'm still not sure if it's a good idea. Okay, so, first of all. Wait, is her question, am I the a-hole if I press charges? She's saying, am I the a-hole for even calling the police oh. in the first place? I mean, she kind of stole your shit. <laughs> yeah. The fact that you were proven right in all this is... Uh, maybe we should do like a community poll or a poll oh, yeah, in the yeah, chat yeah. of, is she the a-hole in this? Um, I'll put that in there. Would I call the police? I don't know what I would do in that situation. I would maybe call my fiance. Yeah, like, I mean, Yo. we don't know the details. If you went straight to the police without talking to him or anything else, yeah, that's, that's, that's a little, a little like, freaky. Yeah. It's a little it's a little dramatic. Yeah, I think I would call my fiance and be like, can you get your mom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. And yeah, where's the guy in all this? Was he at the soy milk bar or what's right. going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I guess if she's getting ready for the wedding, right? It's kind of hard because you're like not supposed to oh, look yeah, at each other, true. probably. So maybe I'm going to see what you guys say as far as not is she context. wrong for calling the police. Uh, 87% say no so far. That's hilarious. Early um, polls. Dude, imagine calling the police on your mother-in-law on the day of your wedding. 
Yeah, that's it's, it's definitely dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I feel like there's something else that's fishy in this whole situation. If there was no like intermediate step for conflict resolution here, uh, but the toxicity of the mom stealing the earrings and yeah. then not being able to like resolve that af- without involving the police, and yeah. involving the police, and then discovering that she actually had stolen them. It's like there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of layers. A lot of smoke in this the whole Union has situation. Layers. Like a lot of red flags at this wedding. I don't know. <laughs> You know, there are reasons to object here. Um, I don't know that this marriage is going to last. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like to make I like to make big predictions, and I don't know about that one. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to say no. I can't technically qualify you as an a-hole because she did steal the earrings. Although I do think you're dramatic, but she did steal your earrings, and that's yeah. pretty messed up. Yeah. Did you did you deal with this the best way? Probably not. Probably not. But. But you're not for, an a-hole. For, yeah, for involving the police, not necessarily. You guys are agreeing. You're saying no. She is not the a-hole at 85%. So we'll take your we'll take your word for it. This result will probably flip after the mail-in voting comes in on this poll. <laughs> um, so we'll let you know next week uh, what the actual results are. Oh, God. Which side wins. Oh, too close to home. Too close <clears> to home. <throat> Sorry. We're in LA here, so. Next one. Am I the a-hole for not getting on a flight? Upon finding out that he put my kids in economy, we don't know who he is. Let's read. So my fiance has three kids from his former marriage, whilst I have two from my former marriage as well. We got a lot of kids in this blended family. I quit my job to start focusing on getting my degree. He's become the breadwinner, if you will, although I still contribute with my savings. I also do 80% of childcare and chores. Long story short, He wanted me and my kids to attend Thanksgiving with his family who are located across country and we were supposed to go yesterday ahead of time to get a rental place. He booked our tickets and everything and everything. But later, before the flight, I found out that he, his kids and myself were put in first class whilst my two kids, 14 and 10, were put in economy. (laughs) Okay. See, the he- this is one of those where the headline's deceiving because uh, yeah. you're like, no, kids can fly in economy. And it's like, oh, right. he put his own kids in first and yours in economy. You're- and separated you from them and put you in first class. She says, I was stunned. He acted like it was no big deal and told us it's just a few hours and the kids could just hang in there for a little while. I asked how he could think this was acceptable. And he got mad and said, he's the one paying for the tickets. Then we go by his rules. I immediately turned around and took the kids and made my way out of the airport. He started following us, screaming at me to go back. But I refused and told him that I no longer felt like spending Thanksgiving with his folks after this. My youngest cried because she never flew without me. Okay, he went with his kids. Me and my kids are home. He's not stopped calling, trying to berate me, and even had his mom text, and I needed to that I needed to go get over myself and stop teaching my kids to be spoiled and entitled. She said that the fact that I was willing to miss Thanksgiving with the family over something so trivial shows my real character and personality and mindset or lack thereof. I have not replied, but I feel horrible. Am I the a-hole? Wait, so she let her kids still go to Thanksgiving. She just didn't attend? Let me read over that again. Uh, That's what it sounds like. like. I immediately turned around and took the kids and made my way out of the airport. Okay, so she didn't. She, she didn't. took her own kids. She took her kids. Good. Based. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, you're not the a-hole. You're not the a-hole. Dude, if you get with a woman and you have kids and she has kids and you go all to fly somewhere, you better all be in economy or you better all be in first class. Is unacceptable. Right. Yeah, this is her <laughs> husband too, right? They're married. Yeah, my f- fiance, fiance. So they're not married yet. Okay, luckily. Well, yeah, thank God you got time to get out of that mess. My God. You know, and like, we we talk about toxic masculinity and react to a lot of these like alpha male podcasts, and it's it's generally like there's an oversensitivity to these you know toxic masculinity types or alpha male stuff. But right. this is an example. This is of, not masculine. Well, it's an example of toxicity. Yeah, it's yeah, an example yeah. of oh, I make the money, so and I call the shots, and like her opinions and feelings were never. And you can tell, like the way she's framing up her case, she's like, I do this percent of the housework, and I'm doing, and I'm contributing a lot. It's like you don't got to make that case. He's right. treating you terrible. Right. Like just you deserve more as a, a fiance. Period. Right. Um. So you don't. It doesn't. You don't have to get into all the details, but you can tell, like that's like her wheels are turning. She's like, I think I deserve to be treated better than this. Like, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. And you're not the asshole for this. Yeah. And your kids should be treated equally. And this is the sticky situation with like dating people when you have kids and they have kids. Is that like, 
I I don't care what people say. Obviously, you're going to have guys that like step into your life and women that step into your life who treat the kids you already have as if they are their own. And I love that. I think that's great. And if you can find a relationship that way, wonderful. But I think for a lot of people, there is going to be that mindset that, you know, these kids grew up a lot without me. I don't really know these kids. I'm getting to know these kids. And they might have this tendency to treat them differently. And that's a red flag. But also, it's a weird situation to be in. But also... You should recognize that even even if he did feel weird, like, I don't really know these kids. We're we've just been dating for like two years. We're going to get married. I don't know. Whatever. You should be able to get over that hump and be like, yeah, I still need to put them in the same section of the plane. That's wild. Just just massive red flag, like all of the red flag emojis on this one. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, She did put an update. She said, update, I'm currently getting myself and the kids packed so that we can go stay with my mother. This has happened before in other instances, but I kept thinking to myself, this is not right, but I have invested too much time and effort in this relationship, so maybe this shouldn't get in the way. And I tried to minimize most situations where I find my kids being put last. Not only that, but he tried to give me an ultimatum regarding getting my degree. And what was my response? This isn't right, but it kept making light of it and letting it go. Now he's probably bad-mouthing me to his whole family so it sounds like she left him she left that man yeah she's not a good foundation for a marriage no just everything she's she's speaking like an abuse victim Mm -hmm. basically already yeah you're not even married yet so run cut it cut it which is so interesting because i listen to to dr laura i don't know if you guys listen to dr laura ever but she's like this older based uh female therapist and she gets callers all the time of these like women who have multiple children and have a divorce or, you know, something falls through, whatever. And her advice to them is always just she's like, wait till your kids turn 18 and start dating again, which is an interesting, very strong stance. But mm-hmm. her stance on it is that like you are a mother to your children first. You chose to have these children with the person you had them with. There's no reason to have a revolving door of new men coming through and meeting your kids. Like, if you're going to date, you better date very, very discreetly. Although I don't know how you do that when you're a single mother. And she's like, why are you introducing your kids to a man who has not known them, who a man a man who does not know them and will never have that uh, that feeling of having been the father of that child? Wait till they're 18 when they're out of the house and you have time to yourself and you have time to develop a relationship with somebody else. Now, I'm not saying I fully agree with that. Haven't thought it through. Have not been in the situation. I don't know all the logistics there, but I can see from a fundamental level how somebody could think that and how that might be better for your kids growing up to just not have a new man suddenly be in their lives. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely wisdom in waiting until you're like very certain that you're you know this guy's character, trust him. Uh, mm-hmm. And really, I would wait until you're like, it's clear you're going to get married and, yep. and this is going yep. before interesting kids getting involved, developing those emotional bonds. And you don't even know yeah. where it's all going. And it might even be more traumatic than ripping apart. But, but I get the like desire to remarry and have a man in your kid's of life. Course. Like, of course, that's super important. But I think, you know, a mom with her priorities straight should have the kids first and that should be like the guiding force in vetting the the man that you're dating yeah so yeah vet them hard because <laughs> there's a lot of weirdos extreme out extreme vetting as we once said extreme vetting that was and like a trump it's thing not when you like take your take your dog to the vet extreme vetting <laughs> yeah, no one knew what it meant but it was like oh that's yeah i, I support that so <laughs> extreme vetting yeah make sure there's no terrorists or anything coming <laughs> through just extreme yeah that sounds good ah <laughs> uh, here's this next one Am I the a-hole for causing my autistic half-brother to melt down and telling him he deserved it? Oh, gosh. Okay. You know how the devil's in the details on these, but this is going to be a hard one to overcome, so let's see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, I'm already leaning in one direction. So I was supposed to be a boy, or at least that's what the OBGYN told my parents. My dad had this big hang-up about the firstborn being a son and had hated me since the day I was born. Rough. If you are in a relationship and you are talking about having children and you are like, I really want to have a son and I'm going to be upset otherwise, or I really want to have a daughter and I'm going to be upset otherwise, do not have children. I don't know if that's a hot take, but absolutely do not have children. I wish I had a siren over here to play. 
<laughs> do not because you're not in the space to have kids that's not how having kids works it's not what you get set up for so if that's your mindset and you are going to have disdain for or dislike for a child that is not exactly what you wanted do not have children ever ever until you go somewhere and get over that yeah you're not if that's your attitude you're definitely not ready yep and you meet a lot of people who are like that. I don't want to know. I don't know if it's specifically men or what, but I've, I feel like I've met more men who are like that than I've met women who are like that. But obviously I haven't had that many conversations about the subject matter. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. me neither, but, and hopefully there's like a, you know, they say the moment the child's born, there's like a change yeah, in heart and all that. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, you should mm-hmm. not be bringing that weird energy of preference and that you know, you'll be disappointed. And like, yeah. imagine what that does to your wife's psychology and all that. It's just like, right. dude. Super weird. Yeah. Stop being weird. Okay. Two years later, after blaming and punishing me and my mother relentlessly, he cheated on her and the woman conceived a son. So he divorced my mom and married her. As soon as my half-brother was old enough to realize my my gender made me a failure, I was bullied relentlessly by him. I remember Star Wars Episode Three coming out and getting bombarded with screenshots of, quote, you were supposed to be the chosen one. <laughs> He's actually kind of wise, actually kind of funny. Um, I get it, rude, but also kind of funny. I've dealt with two decades of this crap, always excused by my dad because my mother has social struggles due to autism and finally had enough and went LC. What does that mean? I don't know. I have if no you guys idea. know in the chat, let I'm us know. I'm getting lost in the sauce. I thought it was going to be like no contact or something or like something. that. Well, recently my full sibling came out and began their female to male transition. I'm very happy for them and they are absolutely blameless in this situation. My half brother took this as a reason to send several very nasty texts about how everyone else was giving my dad the sons he wanted, but I was still a failure. I snapped and I deeply regret what I said. I told him that The point of having a son was to continue the bloodline. I was in a committed relationship and perfectly capable of giving my father a healthy grandson. Meanwhile, he hadn't had a single relationship last beyond a first date because no woman would put up with an entitled and pretentious jerk like him. His half-sister, no relation to me, blew up at me because he melted down and had been explosive and nasty for days. I told her he probably deserved a taste of bullying that I endured for years. Uh, Okay, let's break this down one more time. You got a girl who's hated because she's not a boy. You got a half-brother who happens to be autistic uh, and bullies the girl for being a girl and not being the chosen one and all this other stuff. You got another kid that was female but is transitioning to male. So I guess the dad's happy because he's getting another son. Mm. And now the autistic half-brother is like, Ha ha ha, you're still a girl, and now we're all boys. <laughs> so lame. Anyways, yeah, he can get a taste of his own medicine. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, he deserves it. Yeah, and the the whole, I don't, you know, without knowing the details of the autism and how much that affects your the way you communicate and all that, but this seems right. to be, like, consciously malicious. Yeah, he can still tell when he's being mean. Yes. <laughs> so I, I'm, not, I'm not buying that. Uh, so. Somebody said in the comments, I like autistic half-brother. Dude, it's hilarious. <laughs> but the memes thing is kind of funny. Yeah. It's, it's really mean. But it's it, mean, yeah. but funny. Uh, you were the so, chosen okay. one. Yeah. <laughs> brothers are mean sometimes. Were your brothers ever that mean to you? Uh, or were you guys generally very nice? We like fought and wrestled and stuff, but uh, we no, it wasn't like a lot of, it wasn't like hate between us and stuff. So. Uh, okay. Fair enough. But, Fair you know, you, it's just as some guys do. You, like, tease each other and test each other and call each other names and all that stuff. But Right. Do we have any other good ones on here? Let's huh? see. Uh, ooh. No. Boring, boring, boring. <laughs> Am I the a-hole for ignoring my phone even though I knew my sister needed me and was calling and messaging? It, probably. Mm. <laughs> okay. Am I the a-hole for telling my ex she has a month to move out? Uh, Probably not. Let's keep reading. Didn't you find one earlier that was interesting? Yeah, here, I'll send you the link. Um, We're like... We're usually very prepared, mm. guys. We're just going streamers. This one's today. good. Okay. Am I the a-hole for asking my boyfriend to stop feeding his sister while I'm around? What? 
Okay. Am I the a-hole for asking my boyfriend, 25 male, to stop feeding his sister, 17 female? I have been with my boyfriend for two years, and I recently asked him to stop spoon-feeding his sister while I'm with them. She is fully capable of feeding herself, but I feel uncomfortable when he is feeding her. He claims that it makes her happy, and he sees her as still his baby sister, which is understandable, but he doesn't really do things like that with me, and when she rejects him, he comes to me. It happened again tonight after we talked about it, and he claims that he didn't really mean to do it. He said that it's because since their mother died recently, he feels a stronger urge to baby her and to protect her and make sure that she's okay and happy. However, to me, it seemed more like he disregarded what we discussed before. I had told them that they can do it while I am not with them, but just while I am there, that they should refrain from doing it. Is this something that I should learn to deal with and let go? (laughs) This is where I'm like, women are too nice. Yeah, you think she should just be like, what in the hell yes, are you doing? That is, I mean, assuming there's no like medical condition here or something like that, it's like, that is. I want just the audience's weird. opinion. I have a feeling like there's going to be a split on this. Really? My split came from when they started saying, like, oh, our mother died and now I feel like I need to baby her a little bit and like take on that big bro stance a little bit. But I still but think it's weird. feeding a 17-year-old? I still think it's weird. I don't know what I would do in this situation. Ugh. I would be like, that is really weird. It depends on how... Do you think it's weird just because it's uncomfortable? Or do you think it's weird because the feeding of your sister says more than like... You the think latter. It, the latter. You yeah, think it's, it's getting it into a... to like... That's like red flag. Like, you they're... How did this thing start? Where Like, what are, what are the dynamics at play yeah. here? Yeah. And just... What does the audience think? Yeah, well, okay, I'm trying to get this typed up. Okay, fair Is she enough. the a-hole for um, asking him to not feed his sister while <laughs> she's around? All right, we're Everybody's saying, feet. sweet home Alabama. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop <laughs> I'm going to take this as like the innocent thing that he's claiming that it is, but it's, it's very strange. And, and the fact that she says... When she rejects him, like when the sister's like, no, I'm not hungry. He comes to her. <laughs> so he wants to feed her? I, I missed that. She says, which is understandable, but he doesn't really do things like that with me. And when she rejects him, he comes to me. That's. He'll open weird. up. Here's the airplane. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, no, that's no weird. Oh, what are you? Not good. 11% of you said that yes, she is. Okay, now it's 7%. No, no, back to 11. And 89% of you say that no, she is not the a-hole for, for saying it. It's, it's weird, man. Yeah, Dude. and it's this this other thing, too. It's like, okay, that may be your way of dealing with trauma. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that when it's like acute trauma and it's just in the wake of it and this is some weird thing that you guys had that helped you through childhood or whatever, right. okay, but at some point, it's more loving to encourage them to move past that and stop that weirdness in their lives. Right. Like, you, it would behoove you to go to therapy if that's something you need to hold on to. Mm. Like, there are other ways that you can show that you care for your little sister than spoon feeding her her food. Yeah. There's, there's got to yeah. be like there's something second, going on there. There's got to be second order negative consequences of doing this. I can't I can't tell you what they are, but something worse is happening because this is happening. Somebody said, "Bro, who is voting yes on this poll?" I'm racking my brain too. Someone says I clicked yes by accident. Dang it, Philip! Get it together, Philip. Uh, yeah, no, I've heard some like weird stories of like girls who start dating guys and they're like super weird with their sisters or like super weird with their moms and I would not be able to deal. I'm so sorry. Maybe uh, get a red flag prop in here so we can just yep, be like... Yep. I would be like, peace out, bye, moving on, mm. moving on. Uh, next one. Am I the a-hole for confronting my husband for treating the girls so differently? My husband and I have been dating for five years, married for one. He has a daughter, Luna, 16, and I have a daughter, Anya, 16. Okay, so we're already in that tricky territory again where two people got kids and now they're together. Seeing a pattern in this subreddit. Yep. Yep. We have decided not to combine our finance uh, and each one of us will provide for our own daughter. That's Is that? I, I feel like it's... 
really weird. <laughs> Wait, are these, these married? Yeah, husband. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like that's weird. I feel like that's mm. weird. Anya is about a month older than Luna. For Anya's birthday, I was planning to buy a car for her. I found a nice secondhand car, but it was $4,000 over my budget. I asked my husband if he could lend me $4,000, but he said he can't afford it right now, so I ended up getting a cheaper car. Luna's birthday came, and my husband bought her a Honda, and it wasn't even secondhand. It was new. I confronted him and told him that if he could afford a new Honda, he could afford to give me $4,000. He said that if he had given me that $4,000... Then he couldn't afford the Honda. I told him he could have given her a less expensive car, maybe even a secondhand one. He called me an a-hole and said we agreed to be only be responsible for our own child, but I think it's unfair to treat them so differently. Anya is very upset right now, and Luna bragging about her new car is only making things worse. You know what? I kind of think she's the a-hole in this situation. If you don't want your daughters to be treated differently... Don't enter a marriage contract where you both agree to treat your daughters differently. Right. Yeah. The original problem here was apparently not being on the same page when you get into the marriage. Right. So it's kind of on you. It's kind of on you. Why would you agree to both finance each of your daughters individually? Why are you not joining finances in a marriage? Right. And I guess you could say to the extent that that the husband was being dishonest about saying I can't afford a car for you but then turning right. around and and buying a more expensive car for the daughter that's sketchy too that's just a matter of him being dishonest with you yeah, yeah. which hopefully was in your marriage contract that you will be honest with each other um, right. but it's still like he, there's there's a there's a deeper issue here and this is just kind of reflective of it I feel like we need to do an episode on like if you get married in blended families what is the dynamic between like how you guys treat your separate kids that should really no longer be separate but just are by biology so Mm -hmm. i wonder how often this this has got to be very often that people are affected by problems like this yeah i mean it seems like there's more potential greater probability of marital and you know conflict and issues in when you're remarrying with kids involved and you each have kids independently um, but yeah, I, I, but I've seen it. You've seen, I've seen people that are remarried or whatever and have kids and it works and it's a healthy thing and it's definitely achievable. It'd be great right. to have someone who represents that, uh, weigh in on this as well. Yeah. Yeah. Of course there's, there's exceptions, but what is the rule? It's my, it's my oh, question. So yeah, you're saying generally like, speaking, getting generally remarried speaking, with kids. getting remarried with two people who have two sets of kids. I wonder what the success rate of that is. I, I don't know that. It, I wonder, I'm sure there's numbers on that somewhere. Yeah, and it's, look, look it's a it's an inherently more difficult and complicated thing than yeah. just getting married. And the divorce rate's already at fifty percent. So when it's even more difficult, then yeah, it's an uphill battle. But hopefully, your past experience and in a failed marriage will cause you to learn some lessons and wise up going into a second one, ideally. But that tends not to be the pattern in reality. Usually, I th- I would guess that people who remarried have just as high, if not higher, divorce rate. Yeah, I'm just like, why get married? If you guys want to provide for your kids separately and apparently do your own thing separately, what is the marriage providing you? What is the joining of the houses providing you if you're not joining the houses? It's just very strange to me. And I wonder It's who... antithetical to what marriage is. I mean, right. depending on what your definition is, which is why having a very solid and secure definition of marriage is uh, helpful. Yes, very, very helpful. Yeah, you guys, you guys might want to figure that one out. That one's a little strange to me. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I want to call you an a-hole. It feels like a strong word, but you certainly put yourself in the position for this to be a matter of conflict for you. Well, what? well, well, if it isn't the consequences of my <laughs> own actions. <laughs> what does like Dave Ramsey says, if you're going to have a problem in your marriage, it's going to be finances, religion, family. And I forget what the, if there's like I, four or five things. I was like on the edge of my seat here. I was saying, man, what, what I need to know. What is Dave's finances, wisdom? religion, in-laws, uh, family, and infidelity, I think is what mm. he says is going to mm. be the problem in your marriage. And you guys got a couple of problems going on. There. Okay. Do we find any more good ones? Uh, I'm so, I love reading about drama happening in other people's lives. I am not going to lie. As if the JoJo Cameron tea wasn't enough for today. We <laughs> gave you, we scoured the internet for more drama to react to. <laughs> okay. Let's see. 
boring. Carlos says, is it okay if I translate and post some of your clips to, uh, to our Brazilian conservative brothers? Yes, Carlos. We may have had a meeting about that this week. We've been talking about translating some of our content into like Portuguese, Spanish, all these different things because... You know, what is it? Mr. B says like only 10% of people in the world speak English. So uh-huh. you have 90% of people who can't even take in the content that you're creating. So by all means, translate it and do your own thing. We would love that. Uh, and we're also looking to do it on our own end. Yeah, we want to find a voice actress who sounds like Amala that we could dub some of our clips into. Yeah. If any of you guys sound like me and speak Portuguese, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you don't really have to sound like me. You know? Okay, then I can do it. Maybe just a female. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe just a female. Okay, let's see. Am I the a-hole for attempting to psychoanalyze my sister? A bit of background info. My sister, female, 20, absolutely does not want children. I, female, 17, do. This is a well-established fact in our family and has never been a cause of tension, especially between the two of us. My sister also loves watching videos of animals, especially cats. I tease her about it lovingly since I think it's really cute and it's basically an inside joke between us at this point. Two weeks ago, I made the observation that the extent to which she adores and fusses over cats is similar to the maternal instinct that most women feel for babies. It was a casual remark, not meant to be taken too seriously, but I must have struck a nerve because she yells at me about how she doesn't want kids and how she'll never change her mind. And I'm like, okay. Then she shouts, why do you never apologize for the awful things you say? You never apologize ever. And you know what? That's probably why you don't have any friends. Then she ran upstairs to my room and slammed the door shut. This came as a shock to me since I can honestly say that I've never, as far back as I can remember, said anything to her with the intention of hurting her. And she has never once, again, as far back as I can remember, expressed hurt at something I said. It's been two weeks since that happened and she hasn't spoken to me at all, even though we live together. She won't even look at me. Am I the a-hole? Okay, wait, I need a recap. Okay. Her sister is 20 and she loves cats. (laughs) and She doesn't want kids. This girl's 17 and she's like, you know, you kind of love cats the way that normal women love children. And then she freaks out on her and is like, how dare you say such a hurtful, offensive thing to me? I don't want to talk to you. And then doesn't talk to her. Just sounds like a sisterly squabble. Although you are a little old to be having a squabble like this. 17 and 20 is a little. Yeah. I, this this one, it's like, am I the a-hole for not giving a bleep about, yeah, this, right. about this topic? <laughs> like, you know, fi- figure it out. I don't know. I think you know. it's a little bit of sensitivity. Yeah. Sensitivity. You guys can figure out. On the that part of the girl out, being psychoanalyzed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, why would you freak out over that? It's okay. Right. And it's, look, I mean, I'm psychoanalyzing the people who are walking their pets in a stroller around here in, in Los Angeles or putting little, you know, designer dog booties mom. on their d- dog's feet. Dog mom, and cat moms. I was literally at a dinner recently in LA with some people and they were talking about their pets' zodiac signs. And I'm like, you know, that there's that Instagram account, Overheard LA, is like the most LA thing. Um, mm. I'm like, I need to submit this one. People talking about their pets, Zodiac signs. So people do go overboard with this, and it is weird, and it's like, y'all just need to have some kids. <laughs> so I, I, I understand that sentiment. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was just like, yeah. but she wasn't even saying it in like a weird way. She was no. just joking. Chill yeah. out. Yeah. Got a little too high strong. Right. But then to like go on the internet and need the internet to validate you on this, like you're a little too sensitive about your sister being, you know, just like, yeah, whatever. And then now we're talking about it. It's just like, go round and round. Okay. We're going to move on yeah. to some more, something more high stakes, at least I think, by reading the title of this one. Am I the a hole for commenting on my brother's girlfriend's weight? Okay. My brother has dated this girl, Izzy, since they were 20. They're both 23. They live together. Just to be honest, ever since my brother began dating Izzy, she's put on weight. And since they moved in together in April, she really put on weight. I never said anything to her about it. My thinking is, it's not my place. She's not my girlfriend. We have a good relationship. My brother has begun to voice concerns to me as things have started to change with her. She tells him her pants are getting tight, her shirts are getting snug. He noticed she's getting winded quicker and kind of labors up flights of stairs at some nights uh, after dinner. She'll snack enough to the point where it's almost equivalent to another meal. A few nights ago, he was venting to me after she admitted to him that she put on 20 pounds in just under six weeks. He was shocked. As he was venting, I interjected, 
that if she's putting on 20 pounds in six weeks, then he'll really need to speak up and get her on a better path. Otherwise, she'll be in a, a very bad way. Otherwise, wait, she'll be in a very bad way if she keeps that up, whatever. He snapped at me, told me he wasn't seeking my advice and told me to keep my mouth shut about her. <laughs> oh, the squabbles. I'm just venting to you siblings. about my girlfriend gaining weight, but I'm not seeking your advice about it. It's, like, it's very womanly of him. You know, when women are like, yeah. I just wanted to vent. I didn't want you to give me solutions. Mm-hmm. That's because I think deep down this guy knows what he has to do. And he's, you have to and do. then when his brother's kind of like stating the obvious, he's like, I don't want your advice. It's like, no, right. dude, you, you already know. You so. already know what's got to go but down. But wait, did he... Did he tell the girlfriend that she needs to lose weight, or did he tell only tell his brother that his girlfriend needs to lose weight? Just told the sibling. I don't. I think it's a sister. Okay. I think he told his sister, like, "Hey, she's gaining a lot of weight. Like, she gained twenty pounds in six weeks, and she's like, just tell her, you know, you got to get her on a healthy path, or you're gonna have a problem." And then he's like, "How dare you tell me that?" Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys, are these the problems of? Are, do you guys have problems like these in your? In your normal day-to-day lives? Hopefully you have these type of problems and because most of these are not actual problems. Right. But also hopefully you don't have these problems because a lot of them are just people that have utterly no wisdom or ability to. Right. You know, you know we talk about like preventative medical care. Just having a little bit of wisdom will prevent you from a lot of heartache and uh, you know, suffering in life. So. Yeah. Still working on that wisdom part. <laughs> we'll get Aren't there we all? eventually. We'll get there eventually. Honestly, I'm reading the top of these and all of these are just... Am I am I the a-hole for getting mildly annoyed at my girlfriend for using one of my eggs? And it has 9,000 responses. What, what could 9,000 people have to say about your girlfriend using one of your eggs? <laughs> this is the internet, baby. I think we're done for today. <laughs> On am I the a-hole. Guys, let's maybe, get into super chats. Yeah, maybe we'll have some... Sticky situations in super chats. Yeah. Are you, are you guys dealing with your own problems? Put them in the chat down below. What are your am I the a-hole moments? Something I do. Thank you for your super chat. Says Danny, Jesse, and Joey, having engaged in homosexual activity with one another, would have given a whole new meaning to the title Full House. Uh, okay. <clears throat> You're fired for that joke. You're fired. Effective immediately. Cardboard box. We're sending you home. <laughs> We're sending your $5 back to... <laughs> 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 refunded no we appreciate it and thank you these are the exact jokes that taylor and i would make off air uh, <laughs> don't loot me into this <laughs> c2 to j thank you so much for your super chat full house theme song makes more sense now in the first line whatever happened to predictability i asked myself that when i look at this generation but now aren't they isn't it so weird that we've come so full circle that they are sort of predictable that we can just tell everything they're going to be mad at Everything mm. they're going to say, do, think, and feel. Tragikistan. That's where I'm from. Daisy. Thank you for your super chat. Progress is a hill and not linear. If we go too far, we will end up going down again. Yeah, what is it called? Uh, when you're rising exponentially, there's, there's a point where it just, boom, the cliff just drops off and we all fall into oblivion. If we're not close to that, I don't know. What else we're going to have to deal with in this lifetime, ladies and gentlemen? I am scared. I think we're free falling right now. Are we? Now I'm free. Free falling. Yeah. If we're I, not already at rock bottom. If we're not already at rock bottom. Unfortunately, I don't think we are. I think there's more to this exponential climb into lunacy, ladies and gents. Mary, thank you so much for your super chat. No message, but we appreciate you. Cameron Campbell says, JoJo is the Rainbow Hulk meme smashing the car. While actually lesbian, bi, and gay people are the embarrassed Hulk. Yeah, I have a feeling. You know, we, we have Dave Rubin on the show from time to time, and he's like, I'm not a member of the LGBT community. Leave me alone. I am just married to a guy. I just uh, have this dude that I'm married to, and we've got kids and stuff. I don't want to be lumped in with all this other BS and with all these other arguments. You mean he's not a walking pride flag like yeah. JoJo? No, he's not. You know, he doesn't do rainbow hair and rainbow shoes and rainbow shirts and pants and all this stuff. It's the same energy as like the Buck Angel with the with the trans stuff. He's yeah. like, yes, I'm a transsexual, mm -hmm. you know, but 
he was like before it was all this crazy yeah. nonsense around it and the, the the ogs are like super chill about it and that's how it should be and which, they're, they're like the one the the woke ones now give us a bad name yeah which i did a show with jubilee right where i went and spoke to some trans women from a conservative perspective and we went back and forth and i invited one of the trans women who was like a trans activist uh onto the show so she's coming onto the show to go back and forth with me and Buck Angel is coming onto the show to go back and forth in, in like a group setting that we're all going to hash things out. So this trans woman is born male, identifies as female. And of course, for the sake of going back and forth, we're going to go with the female pronouns because we're all going to be, you know, together talking through these things. Buck Angel is a biological woman who presents as male, but is like very clear about the fact that she's a biological woman. Buck is like, I sound male, look male, dress male. I am a woman. You shouldn't be trans in kids. Transgender people should not be in female sports. All this different stuff. So it's going to be an interesting episode, to yeah, say wait. the least. I can't wait either. So we're going to try to have just a respectful conversation going back and forth with somebody who's like a major activist, left-leaning activist, somebody who is there in terms of presentation but completely disagrees with the ideology, and of course moi. So it's going to be just interesting. One for the books. We're trying to host more conversations like that and like have people on who may disagree, but we're not, it's not about making a big debate about it. It's yep. just about having civil conversations and, and trying to find truth. Yeah. So if, if you, if you have anybody who you want us to have on, like a lot of you suggested Nerdrotic, we got Nerdrotic on. And a lot of you have been suggesting other people in the comments there. Uh, some of you on Discord. We've been going really through the Discord guest suggestions. So if you want to suggest a guest, join the Discord and uh, you'll be able to do so. A lot of you said Misha Petrov. We're going to have Misha Petrov on the show after Thanksgiving break. Uh, so everybody who you guys are putting out there, we are trying to get on and trying to have on the show. So let us know who you want in Discord in the link down below. 1800 Young Trash says, when are y'all going to do a live show in Nigeria? Not anytime soon. Uh, this is our one, one and only studio. Can we turn to the won't be going home, ancestral homeland? I went back to Norway this year, so maybe yeah. when's, when, get on get, get on board, Amala. One of these days. Get up to speed. One of these days I'll make it happen. Oh, really? Thank you for your super chat. Says, Amala has followed you since Will and Amala. The Christian faith is your last red pill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, God has his eye on you, even when you don't have your heart on him. You know what? If I ever do come to the Christian faith, you guys will be the first to know. I, you know, who knows? <laughs> who knows? I'm, I'm, preaching, I'm preaching her and beating her over the head with the Bible every <laughs> single day in the meantime. Yeah, exactly. I think you get enough Christianity and Taylor being on the show. You can't get more, you can't get more Christianity than, than Taylor, really. Well, oh, wow. well studied man. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's plenty of uh, cringy representation of of Christendom in conservatism. Yeah, and I try Taylor to... tries not to be cringe. Yeah, so yeah, which is good so far. Which is not so enough good. for a lot of people, but you know. But I do like it's like not that the, to not be cringe. Yeah, well, it's not enough. To, the way the way I handle it is just like I'm speaking as a Christian about these topics, but not speaking trying to convert you at every turn. Right. You know, and uh, that's. To me, a more effective approach if you're trying to be a quote-unquote witness. But right. So that's not enough for a lot of Christians, so I get heat for that. But. I will say that is fine by me. Um, do we have any other Super Chats? Did we fall off of YouTube? Yes, we did. Oh, We're shoot. still recording. Okay. For uh, our friends online and possibly for uh, if we end up posting this as like okay. bonus footage or whatever. Well, guess what? We're out of Super Chats anyways, guys. That was the last one of the day. So, <laughs> so if you made you so it this far, you're like in, in the deep tracks of unapologetic. <laughs> yes, you are. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Please like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified. I don't even know if you have a notification bell. Go back bell. on YouTube and then subscribe to this. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. I guess uh, by no fault of our own, that's it for us today. Yeah. So bye. bye to you on the podcast and on the website, at least. <laughs> bye, guys. Bye.